It's Solomon here. David. And, and, and David. And our Phoenix Suns correspondent. <laughs> David Jalowitz is here with us today. So there's a lot going on in NBA right now. And uh, unfortunately, Mikey is unavailable. He's in Florida. And he couldn't record. So uh, we took a little bit of, of uh, going without him. And, uh, let's get right into it. We don't have a lot, a lot of time today. So uh, how about the Lakers? The Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> well, first off, they lost Bradley Beal, Rondo, and then Dwight and JaVale. Right, sorry. They lost Avery Bradley, Rondo, Dwight, and JaVale. And then they, they signed, they actually uh, signed Dennis Schroeder, and they signed, uh, who else did they sign? They... <coughs> They signed Schroeder. Schroeder. They re-signed Markeith Morris. Right. They re-signed Markeith Morris. They signed uh, Montrez Harrell. Harrell. And they signed the Mark Gasol. Right. Uh, and I think there was another guard. Was there? No. No? Okay. Oh, Wesley Matthews. Right. Wesley Matthews. Right. So, now, does this, uh, does this give them a repeat? Does this get them to the finals again? Does this get them another championship? What are you thinking? I mean, I, I think that a champion is, you know, I think that you have to give more credit until you can start chipping away at the picture. So they, look, they lost a little bit of defense in, in the two big guys, but, and then the Harrell's not the most, you know, he's not the strongest defensively, but mm-hmm. I like Wes Matthews. I like the different complementary pieces they put in. Mm-hmm. And I think that LeBron has it in him to be like a coach on the floor. And I think that he does, he, a lot of the players that play with him because of the greatness, feel the responsibility to kind of fill in and, 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 you know, compensate for what you're not good at, essentially. So I think that Montrez is going to play well defensively, at least better than he was in L.A. Um, and I, I, think, I think they have a really good shot. I think they have – you're going to put him in the finals until you can find a team that really on paper looks better. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like – I remember what you were telling me, Dave. You were saying that you know, you're not really a fan of what the Lakers do every year. They always sign these players to, like, one-year deals, and then they try to go on these runs – and, I mean, how long is this going to go on for? Because, like, once LeBron's contract is over and once, you know, he's retired, what's going to end up happening? Because the Lakers are just signing these guys at one-year deals. Marquise Morris went back on a one-year deal. Wesley Matthews, a one-year deal. Glenn Howard was a one-year deal last season. I mean, how long is this going to go on for? I mean, right. I mean, I think, I think right now they're looking short-term because they, they're thinking that LeBron's going to retire pretty soon. And they're – Right now, they haven't uh, signed the deal with Anthony Davis yet because I think they're waiting for Giannis to see what he does with that extension. Because if Giannis rejects that extension and he, he plays out the last year of his contract with the Bucks, then the Lakers will have a chance to sign him next season and they want to save up money for that. So if Giannis rejects that offer, that extension, then they, they're, they're probably going to uh, make some kind of deal with Davis that they pay him a little bit less than expected so that they have enough money to sign Yai. So that's kind of what they're thinking long-term because they think LeBron's going to go, but Giannis is, is coming in. Do you think Giannis's preferred destination is L.A. or Miami? I doubt. I think he's going to be in Miami. Miami. I think he's going to end up in Miami. But, I mean, that's, that's their plan. That's, you know, they're shooting for the stars here, right? And, like, they're, they're, they're not going to – they're not going to come up short. You know, they're, they're going to put all their effort into this. Right. Now, this is a back-to-back MVP defensive player of the year. They're going to try and put everything in the bucket for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think Miami's got that pull in regards to, 
its its arena, right? I think it is a there's a good basketball culture with Spolstra and with Riley. I think the city is really fun. There was a poll done, and Miami beat out even LA as far as like what you know what 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 visitor city you know these players love to visit. You can you can imagine that the, the party scene there is great. And and Giannis, I think in a way. I think in order to, to step up on a basketball court, you also, as a man, have to feel like you're kind of filling your own shoes. I think he's done with the Bucks after next year. I feel like he's done the loyal thing, right. and it's not perfectly acceptable to just keep dancing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, true. You true. can tell he's fed up. You know, they're trying to, you know, build around him. They're trying to give him Blue Holiday. They tried to get him Bogdan Bogdanovich, but right. that's not enough. I mean, they didn't even attempt to bring in Chris Paul. So, and I mean, Chris right. Paul would have been incredible for their team because they were lacking that guard that, you know, uh, sustained in offense. Right. Like it was just Giannis. Giannis and, and I guess Middleton, yeah. if, if you count Middleton. But it was really just Giannis facilitating the ball. And they needed that guard to create the offense. Yeah. And they, they didn't go after yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, Giannis was putting up triple-double numbers, not because he necessarily wanted to. I think his mindset's different than that at Westbrook, but almost because he had to. Right. And even though he does play a lot of the guard position at 6'11", like, you know, you, you, that eventually gets tiring. You don't, you, you'd much rather be a double-double guy than a triple-double guy for a team and do all that heavy lifting. Plus, Miami's the polar opposite, no pun intended, than Milwaukee, you know, temperature-wise. And I think it's a clean start. It's an organization that kind of did it the right way and are just adding one complementary piece. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good place for him. Yeah. Right, yeah, he's for sure going to end up in Miami. What's next? Uh, what's next? Well, uh, the Clippers have signed Serge Ibaka, right? And the, the Toronto Raptors now, uh, well, we don't know what their situation is going to be at the center position because they just lost Gasol and they just lost Ibaka. So right now it's just really looking like Chris Boucher over there. And Alex Lund. Alex Lund. And but, Siakam could run okay. some five minutes and stuff. I mean, my, my brother was actually telling me today that, yo, Dave, you know, they got Serge Ibaka now. They might, they might actually be good, the Clippers. And I was like, nah, uh, no, nah, no, that's come not going to happen. Come on. There's just no chemistry on a team. Come on. It's, it's, I don't think that team is really going to go far. No, it's not going to go far. It's not going to go far. Not, not in the West. Not it's in the really competitive not. West. No. On paper, no, definitely not. It's no. a on team. paper, it looks great. On paper, great. it looks great. Oh, yeah. But no. watching them play, the Nuggets absolutely destroyed them. Destroyed them. That was fun to watch. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah, I think it, the fact that it even went as many games as it did looks, you know, it makes it seem closer than it was. But, I mean, the Clippers had a really, I mean, even in the regular season, they had trouble. So even going back to the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, look, LeBron's going to smooth things over. I think they have a good coaching staff in place. You're able to save what the Clippers can't, which is you can, you can draft as many, you're not draft, but you can put together as many all-stars as you want. But if there's no cohesion and if there's no time to really kind of get the, the ball moving around, which is the, you know, the most important thing in basketball is, is the, the ball move around quickly. And if you don't necessarily know how the guy next to you plays, but you both are all-star caliber, I'm not sure that translates. And we saw that with the Clippers last year, and I think that you guys are right. I think you'll see it again this year. There'll be a 55, uh, they're playing 72 games. There'll be a 50-win team, 53-win team, but, but they'll, get, they'll get flipped in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. A good regular season team, not a good playoffs team. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, on paper, Miami is a good team, a very good team, not an excellent team. And yet, because they're able to be so cohesive, they become an excellent team. The passing is on par. The coaching right. is phenomenal. So it works. Yeah. And, and the Bucks are similar to the Clippers in that way. They were on pace to win 70 games in yeah. the season. And then they, they, they couldn't do it in the playoffs. Yeah. They just didn't have enough. And That's exactly uh, it. 
yeah, if the ball isn't moved very well, then, then game over. Right, right. And, and you look at the Clippers, I mean, the key thing for them was Kawhi Leonard, who, who took out so many games and hurt their chemistry a lot. But even looking at his career in the past, he, he has two finals MVPs, but if we look closer at them, you look at him on the Spurs, he was a role player for the Spurs. Right. They had a big three, and he was, sure. he was number four. He was a role player. I forgot about that. And then, and then on the Raptors, well, he was the number one on the Raptors, but it's not like it was him against the world. He wasn't a one-man show. You know, it was the Raptors with Nick Nurse coaching the team and a, and a cohesive unit yeah. winning a championship. Yep. And he, was, he was the best player on that team, sure. But then the year after, they came back into the second seed, the Raptors, and they went to the, to the second round of the playoffs without him. Yeah, they were surprisingly well. And you love to see teams. The reason the Raptors beating the Warriors, to me, was so important for basketball history is because you have Siakam and you have all those players that were drafted and put in the organization properly. And you want to reward team building as opposed to just, well, who has the most cap space this year? So, okay, they're going to be a number one team. You know, that, that's, that's not any fun. Yeah. Right, right. Who has the most cap space? That, that it, doesn't, it doesn't really translate that way. You know, like they, right. they, even if they sign the right stars or sign the right players or pieces, you know, sometimes it just, it's just not going to work out the right way. There's right. more that goes into it. There's the coaching, there's the depth, there's the, 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 the players, how, how they react, their personality. Yeah. Right? You look at it. Exactly. Like, uh, the Sixers had cap space and they went and signed Jimmy Butler and they did great. And they did great. And then he left. Yeah. Right? And then he left. He just yeah. was I, he I guess it's to be the number one option. Right. And that's why I went to Miami. Right. Like what he formed in Miami. Clippers are a funny organization. Look, I mean, for, for sport, as much as teamwork matters, and we've spent five minutes now talking about it, it, you'd have to have a defined number one. You have to have a defined number two, number three, number four. People need to know where in the pecking order they stand. And Kawhi is the type of guy that has number one talent, but a lot of times wants to play like second or third best. I, I'll watch him, and I forget that he's on the court sometimes because he's so quiet. He'll catch it and swing it. And you're wondering, like, no, no, for the most part, you know, when is LeBron at his best? Because when he takes over, you know, when is KD at his best? When he decides to just take it off the dribble and take over. Curry, the same way. And you can't have your number one shrinking back to a number three. Yeah. And, and Kawhi like, does that too often. You saw the difference, you know, from LA and, you know, in Toronto, because in Toronto, he was the number one option. You know, right. Lowry, like, whenever, you know, yeah. Lowry ha was having trouble, just give it to Kawhi. Right. Kawhi right. was the guy. And now on the Clippers, I mean, you, you rarely yeah. see that. You just see Lou Williams, you see mm -hmm. Paul George. And you rarely see Kawhi, like, actually taking the ball and going to action. Right, I mean, right. And everybody, yeah. yeah. Like, you see Red, yeah, you've got the ball more than Kawhi. Yeah, you know? basically. And exactly. And, and you need, yeah, you need that to be clear. It's funny with L.A., you have two superstars going in separate directions. So Kawhi is a certified number one who plays like a number two. Paul George is not really, look, Paul George has flashes, but he's a number two talent, mm -hmm. and he wants to be a number one, but really lacks the confidence, and that's why he chokes. So you've got a one playing to a two and a two trying to play by one. It doesn't work. Yeah, his confidence level is like at level zero after, after <laughs> the it's so It's so sad. And like you saw when he posted on Insta, he posted like, you know, say whatever you want about me. You know, it doesn't change me. Um, I mean, it's obviously affecting me if you're going to post something on social media and say like, you know, it's not affecting me. Because right. it is. And right. Me, I, me, me. Yeah, meanwhile, the guy had a devastating foot injury that would have sidelined anybody, but he had the confidence to battle back. But he's just something about him. He's not a number. Look, you can't pretend to be an alpha. You're either an alpha or you're not. And he's, I don't think he is. It's true. Yeah. And Kawhi's the opposite. He's, 
he has the talent to be the alpha, but right. he, he doesn't want that apparently. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's not, he's not taking that, that role. He's sinking back. Right. right. I think if the NBA ever became a one-on-one -on -one league, I think he would do awesome. But you know, as far as leading the ship and really being the number one man, he needs the perfect fit coach because he's not going to be that floor general. He's just not that guy. Right. Right. But you know, maybe Ty let's not forget. Maybe he is a, he is a fun guy. He's a fun guy. <laughs> No pun intended. <laughs> right. But like you said, he, he needs to be, if he needs to be the number one option, and, you know, they got to clarify that he's the best player on that team and he has to take control of the game. And then, you know, maybe Tyron Lue is the right guy for that because he, he quote, unquote, coached LeBron in his championship mm -hmm. with Cleveland, right? And, and in those runs, LeBron was carrying yeah. those teams. He was the guy. Yeah. He was yeah. the clear-cut guy he and he was – in some cases, the only guy doing the work. Yeah. You know, so if, if there's anyone to, to show Kawhi that he has to put this team on his back, I think, honestly, Tyrone Lewis is a guy. You know, he's that laid-back coach that will let you do the work. Interesting. Uh-huh. It'll let him he'll yeah. let you do the work. He is. Yeah. He's, he's not, you know, a, a, yeah. a good coach. He's not D'Antoni or Nick Nurse or, like, you know, he's not a, a, one of those – coaches that draw up big, uh, uh, you know, genius looking systems, but he'll, he'll tell Kawhi that he has to, he has to take a leadership role on this team. Right. He has to make this team his. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. especially as the league gets younger, even if you're, mm -hmm. no, go ahead. Well, no, no, go ahead. I was going to tell I was just going to say as the league gets younger, even if you're, no, I was gonna, even if you're like halfway through your career, seventh year in, all of a sudden you're now got seniority on a team because the league is just so young. So you've got to step up earlier in your career than, you know, not when you're in your mid-30s. Yeah, time's right. running out. This, yeah. uh, I, I just realized that like the Kawhi Leonard, the LeBron James, mm -hmm. the Stephen Curry. These guys, Curry, James Harden, Westbrook, Damian Lillard, these guys are, are, are upwards of 30 years old. Yeah. All okay. these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a new era is, is dawning upon the NBA. It's a new decade. Basically. You know? Yeah. You look at the guys that are coming into the league, the young guys. You have Luka Doncic, Trey Young, John Moran, Zion. Zion, right? If he stays healthy, of course. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, these are all guys, Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, Bam, Jamal Murray. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Aaron Fox, Ben Simmons, these are all guys who are ushering in, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, these guys who are going to usher in the new decade, and they're going to be what brings the NBA to life. Right. While, these, while, these, while these guys who are declining. declining, who are leaving their prime soon, they're, they're, they're going, they're going to retire soon, and these guys are going to take their place. And this is what the NBA is going to look like soon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like in Brooklyn, you don't have you know, KD and, and, and Irving don't have forever to figure this out. You've right. got a season, maybe, and then to just to kind of blackboard it. And then eventually, you know, KD's already fresh off of a massive injury. Kyrie, you know, we're not sure if he's mentally well. And between his foot and his brain, you know, like, <laughs> do you have a championship run in you? Mentally <laughs> well. You know, you guys got to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, for example, like the, the Atlanta Hawks, you know, those Hawks got good over the – sneaky oh, good over the offseason. And it's just – it takes one or two of those pieces. Yep. Right. Yep. So much matters about the offseason now as much as how the way you play your season. Like, the way you set up your soldiers 
is now is now crucial. I think Atlanta did a nice job. Um, I think the Knicks, to bring it home, I think the Knicks really, really did a nice job. I think cleaning house is maybe not the final step, but it's certainly the first and most important step. You're sending a message. You're cutting away money. Um, you know, you're also sending a message not to the fans, but to the players as far as the culture that you're looking to plant in, on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to talk about Jeremy Grant leaving the Denver Nuggets. Oh. Uh, I mean, look, I saw how much of a run they made last season, and I was yes. like, listen. He played a lot such of, an important role yeah, for that team. I'm saying there's a lot yeah. of credit that isn't going to Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Jeremy Grant did a lot for Denver, mm-hmm. and now he's gone. Right. It, like, would Denver be what are they able gonna do? Yeah. to make that push again? Are they going to be able to make that push again? Uh, that's, I think that's possible. possible. I think, yeah, I think they could. Possible, I think they could, but I, I think Jeremy Grant really – he's such an important part to that, to that team. I mean, he was super down AD. Yeah, he was. He was playing really good defense. He, he was really a good spot-up shooter. He was a good yep. player. But, I mean, the Pistons just gave him yeah. the I would say that Jeremy Grant is probably your, your, your ideal NBA player with his professional arc. Look, so you've got those guys that get drafted highly and then they just become a little bit better and they're awesome. But Jeremy Grant came out and he was just pure athleticism and learn how to play defense and learn how to rebound because he's got a good nose for the ball and learn how to shoot. So he took, and I think his dad played professional basketball too, right? But he took what was a very natural raw skill set and was able to kind of hammer it into this huge contract and was, and Jamal Murray needs the help in Denver. And you left him alone to go to Detroit, I guess, to be the number one clear choice guy. Cat. Doesn't make sense to me either. I know. Yeah. I know. And it's going to go a long way considering that, like, the average home in Detroit is $15,000, $20,000. He'll have a lot of money left over. And you know what? Uh, Plumlee's actually also not on the Nuggets anymore, which, and that I'm happy about. He was, yeah, he was, he was horrible. He was horrible. Yeah, he was okay. They, uh, they lost one of the playoff games, remember? He right, right, right. He didn't switch on No, he, he wanted to switch on the pitch. He was guarding Davis, and then Davis came off a screen from Jokic's man, and Plumlee just he runs into the screener, and he just tells Jokic, he just tells him to switch back. Yeah, yeah, back to it. And like, it wasn't even like hard for him to, like, he was like, a, Davis was a couple feet away from the screen. Like, he could have easily went around <laughs> that screen and, and contested the shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I would say Mason Plumley is like the, the Chinatown version, the Chinatown counterfeit knockoff of Blake Griffin. Like, you're just, you're athletic, <laughs> but you got nothing else working for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. So the Nuggets actually I think, uh, did not. No, I was going to say the, the West is going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very competitive, the West. Very competitive. Right. So another uh, point for the Nuggets offseason, they didn't bring back Corey Craig because they didn't have enough room on the roster. So uh, their roster, I mean, they, they got a pretty long roster. They, they just drafted Zeke Najee, Zeke Najee, and then they traded for RJ Hampton. I'm very happy about. Great so, pickup. Yeah, and then they only had one pick in the draft, and they came out with two prospects. So that's that's a, that's a positive. That's a plus for them. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So with R.J. Hampton and with Michael Porter Jr., they have two guys that are the best in their class in high school. Literally number one guys. Who, if they develop into seventy-five percent of what they could have been, are going to be twenty and ten guys. Right. Yeah. Super yeah. athletic. I agree. Sure. And then Michael have, Porter has the bad back. Right. And then you have Bull Bull, who, you know, his, his potential is, is insane. 
But, the world's got to use him more. Though. Right, he's, he's got to use him. But, yeah, Bull Bull has got to hit the gym. He's got to go to the gym. Yeah, Bull Bull's got to hit the rice bowl. That's right. <laughs> the rice bowl? The rice bowl. <laughs> Can't get a chicken salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. he's got to hit the gym. He's got to work on his game. Yeah. And I mean, he yeah, and, and that, that's just really what it comes down to. He's got to have a good work ethic. You know, he can't just yep. expect to, to things to happen just because he's so tall. You know, it doesn't give him, give him a pass. You know, he's got, right. he's got to put the work in. He's got to put the work in. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he built up to the size even of Taco Fall, just as far as body weight, the fact that he can shoot threes and he, he used to bring the ball up in high school right. and that he's got his NBA pedigree with his dad, which, by the way, if you pay attention – so many guys in the NBA draft this year, plus people just in the league, come from NBA players that maybe not you, but I've seen like play, like Greg Anthony and Manu Bold and all these guys. Uh, it's, uh, Barrett. It's yeah. Steve Nash. Yeah. So many of them. It's just incredible to watch. Yeah, it's great. It is. It's great. You know, the NBA is in good hands when you see these young guys. Like when I watch Luca, I'm like, man, I just I want to imagine what he's going to be like in a couple of years from now. It's going to be mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be an MVP soon, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I would love to see – I'm not sold on the whole Luca and Perzingis thing. I think that he's a little bit fragile. Uh, you hope he can stay on the court. I know he's got the raw materials and his nickname fits for a reason. But I would love to see maybe like a, a different, more athletic option in there for Luca. You know, a lot of cutters right down by the basket. Right. He needs like, like a big, nice role man. They're looking, well, they're like looking at role. Zach Levine. I think yeah. that's Zach Levine. Pick and roll. Yeah, third guy. for sure. Because, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, kinda, uh, I mean, especially after they just sent Seth Curry to the Sixers, right? Yeah. Uh, they're gonna need that that two guard to fill in his spot. Yeah. Uh, and I think that Zach Levine, if they could get it, get their hands on him yeah. for you know the the right. right. Price. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds it's promising to get a guy who's just wanting to, out of Chicago culture. You know, like when when the team is really bad enough, you're not quite sure you're not the same player. You're not going to play as hard for a bad organization. And that's what you fear for Jeremy Grant, taking a good player and dragging him to a bad organization. How is he going to progress? I think Zach Levine's a good fit in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And Zach Levine is a guy who's entering his prime. And, you know, this, this is going to be the best years of his career. And uh, who, wants to, who wants to watch him waste it all in Chicago? You know? Who, what, what does he have going for him in Chicago where he's going to, he, he's going to waste his time? And energy, right? Yeah, I, th I think he's got to get out of Chicago. He's got to get out of Chicago because the Bulls have had a, a wild. Yeah, I, I sympathize with that. Yeah, the Bulls, the Bulls have had a wild build team, and you know they they they're left here with nothing. You know. Yeah. You look over the years. Ever since they drafted him, they've been trying to to, to get something going, but you know it's twenty twenty. We're, what's happening? You know, there's still nowhere. It's right. at the bottom of the league. It's still at the bottom of the league. Yeah. You right, and it isn't like you're at the bottom of the league. Like, even Oklahoma City Thunder are floating in the middle with every draft pick available until the end of time. Chicago's got nothing. Chicago's got that one first rounder every year until... Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they got their fair share. They got their, their little piece of bread, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> It's so sad. 
I mean, you're hoping Billy Donovan's going to, you know, make some sort of a change. Right. But, I mean, I don't think it's going to get them uh, that far. They, get, they need time. I mean, look at Laurie Markkinen, man. The guy had so much potential. And where'd it go? It went down the drain. Yes. He, he, he got horrible. Since his rookie year, he actually declined every year. Yeah. And what's the highlight? Remember that one highlight where he blocked, he blocked Steph, Steph Curry, Curry and the ball hit him in the face? That's the highlight. Come on. One highlight. <laughs> only, only in Chicago. And, and wasn't their draft pick? I think they had the fourth overall draft pick, and they picked the guy out of Florida State who didn't start one game, and he averaged nine points for the Seminoles. Like, what a reach. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, did they hit the R1 button instead of the L1 button? <laughs> 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 they hit the wrong button. <laughs> yeah. Just awful. Wow. So, the Warriors are devastated with the Clay Thompson injury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they came off that, that uh, 2019 finals run, right? And with, like, half the team injured. You know, and I just feel so bad for them because... They they took a whole year, one season to tank for that for that pick for the number two pick, and then and then it's time for them to get up and come back and get back into the finals, and uh, and then Clay Thompson goes down. Yeah, Clay Thompson goes down. And now they stole your Kelly Oubre, man. Oh yeah, they took they took Kelly Oubre. That's and right. and Ubre took shots at our ownership on the way out because he was he was <laughs> yeah. so critical to that turn in culture. <laughs> I, I can't believe. It. Look, I, I know he was due money at the end of the year, and but I, he's one of those culture guys that you're going to pay because he was really he resonated. And to me, sports is more than just on the court. You know, it's off the court. He gets the fans into it. We start expecting more. I think it would have been nice. But Golden State, to me, and I'm trying to quickly rack my brain. Other than my Phoenix Suns, I think they're going to be to me the funnest team to watch. I think they're going to surprise a bunch of people, and I, I I see them making the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I do. I think they got those complimentary pieces. Your Phoenix Suns? Yeah. I, I, I see the Suns making Oh, the Suns, yeah, absolutely. Chris Paul? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Warriors, too. Warriors. I, I see the Warriors getting in there. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, the West is going to be very competitive. Mm -hmm. West is very competitive. Uh, so, I, have, I do have a question for you from one of the fans. This is, uh, yeah. yeah, this is from David's cousin, Albert. He says, what do you want to see from the young guys on the Suns now with CP3 being the vet? So I'll tell you something that I want to see more of. And Monty's big thing when it came to, when he, he first came in was, and I forget what he called it, I really do. Maybe it'll pop in my head, but that you don't sit on the ball. Is that you have two options. You can shoot it, you can pass it. That's it. He doesn't want to see the ball die in your hands. And I think that we've seen that with like players like Carmelo and others around the league, but that was Monty's big thing. And those young guys just got to keep the ball moving around because I think we'll have the spacing to be able to really put up a bunch of points. And then obviously just toughness on defense. You know, good defense is great, but even if you just play them tough, even if you get scored on, just make an effort. Right. So on offense, you got to swing the ball and on defense, just got to be gritty um, and take a step forward physically. What ha I actually have a question for you. What haven't you been seeing from Devin Booker? Because, I mean, from a guy who watches Suns games a lot, do you see him, like, like, not taking that leadership position and, like, taking the ball and trying to create something? Yeah, a little bit. I was going to say, if you look at the amount of similarities that Booker has to his, you know, role model now forever, um, the Mamba, you know, Kobe, both picked 13th, you know, so far they've both been with the one team. You know, they're both 6'6", six, six shooting guards. You look at these guys, 
Kobe was the definition of aggressiveness and Booker wasn't. Booker never waved off his own teammates to put up the final shot. You know, he would either curl off a screen, he would hope for it. He was way too polite as an alpha. And I don't know if it was just his age that was catching up to him. Like I was 23, 24 at the time. But at this point, even though Chris Paul is an older veteran, like that's your team. You know, you're the guy that's been there the longest and you have to grab that ball and it's make or miss. That's going to be your shot and that's going to be your team. He's got to be super aggressive. But it seems like in the bubble, he took that step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it looked like it in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Eight and oh, man. Right. Eight and oh. Exactly. And you look to it like in the Jamal Murray factor. Look, even if you miss the shot, no one's going to talk about it. But just own your decision. Yeah. And that's true with Italy, all walks of life. So I want to see it out of my shooting guard. Mm-hmm. You saw that with Absolutely. Denver. You really saw that with Denver. Denver. Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the confidence. When I was watching oh, the Nuggets in the bubble, when Michael Porter Jr. got the ball and he would shoot it, I could see the confidence in him. I could, lit- I could see it <laughs> through the screen. The whole team. Yeah. I remember watching I know. the Nuggets. I was like, this team the whole is so team. fun to watch. Because yeah. like, they're all just you know, right. playing with that. That, that fire, that effort, confidence. Yeah, yeah, that effort. You that, really that saw it. strength. And, and like the pick and rolls they used to. I, re- mm-hmm. I miss watching the Nuggets. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. They, they really put up a fight. The they Nuggets are a fun team to watch. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna yeah. miss. I, that's why I, th- I think I, I forget LA, but I, I would have hoped, my God, wished for a Nuggets and, and Heat finals. Ooh. That would have gone nine. That would have gone uh, nine games. But I mean, like, nine games. <laughs> but you, can't, you can't, you know, uh, like the size, the Lakers. I mean, no one. Yeah, they they, they couldn't be the size. They couldn't. Nobody could guard Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis you know, had LeBron, no. got right. Dwight, yeah, got yeah. Even even though Jokic uh, slimmed down a little bit, he was still too slow for Davis. And not throwing. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. Not throwing Trez. Oh yeah. AD oh my God. Oh, my you God. have Anthony Davis and Montrez. Yeah. Montrez struggles a little bit defensively. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Defensive. I don't love him defensively. Yeah. But right. offensively, he's, he can right. score. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess you're right. Because uh, he's a little and under. Lake, Lake. And that takes away yeah, from his defensive game. Uh, yeah. And really, uh, uh, what's he going to do against guards if, he, if he's switched? Right. Uh, but right. offensively, yeah. he's, he's a dog. Yeah, look, you need, at the end of the day, if you match up on paper, then, then the basketball game goes to the bigger team because it's just it's a tall man sport. And yeah. when you have, as the Lakers, when you've got a guy that's 6'8", and sometimes I've seen him listed at 6'9", as a point guard, LeBron, and then your big man, that's a point guard, and then your big man is seven feet and can shoot threes and he's, he's got finesse on the dribble in, in Anthony <laughs> Davis, you know, going one to five like that is going to be hard to beat. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the Nuggets against them may have to bring out their, their big boy lineup oh. that we saw in the, in the bubble, that, that exhibition game. That they was had, scary. Yeah, they had Bol Bol at, at small forward, and then they had Vilsap, uh, uh, Jokic, uh, Murray. Yeah, Murray, and, uh, and Grant. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's, Actually, no, yeah, had, that's a good team. They had Jokic at the one, and then they, they had, uh, uh, I think, Grant at the two. And then uh, MPJ, uh, Plumley, and and someone else. I don't know Craig Plumley. I don't know. Right. That's I think Grant is six nine. Right. So that's your two yeah. is six nine. I mean, the yeah. game has gotten so big. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look at the guys coming in. You have the guards. These guards are huge. Ben Simmons, right? Six ten. Luca. You know. Six uh, eight. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 
So, so the league is, is getting bigger physically. <laughs> yeah, sure is. I mean, you look at you look at Steph Curry. He looks like a little kid on screen. He's right. six three. <laughs> he's you know he's Dwayne Wade size. Yeah, no, but but Isaiah Thomas actually looked like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas actually said he's, he's the, the most healthy he's been since he played on the Celtics. Yeah, I don't believe that. I hope he gets a chance. Really? Because I, I, think, I, think, I think he deserves another chance. I think he deserves another Give him another chance, but yeah. I, don't think, I don't think it'll be what he was on what, the Celtics. What he's claiming is that he's, his injury never completely healed, and he, he just said that it did just so, just so he could get signed by a team. You know, and and I'm then he believes that. Yeah, and and he's he said that he's it, it's like playing on one foot, and now now he's he's better now he's healed. And then actually Jamal Crawford, I think watched him play, and and he said that that now Isaiah Thomas is more aggressive. Now he drives to the basket like he used to. He stopped doing that after the injury. Now now he's doing that a lot more. I think yeah, but if you're I, at that size, if you're not explosive, then yeah, you're never going to make it. It's too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, a team should sign him and, and see what he's capable of. You know? Yeah, All right, give him a chance. Yeah. Why not? And if we're going to talk about injuries, we got to talk about John Wall coming back. Oh yeah, John, John Wall. Wall? Uh, yeah, he's, he's looking good. John Wall's looking good after that long hiatus. He's been out for since what, 2017? Oh, yeah. oh my god, 17? 17, yeah. 18, I haven't really? seen it play in a long time. Yeah, a minute. But it was 18. I remember that because they yeah. played LeBron in the Cavs uh-huh. in the playoffs. The yes, they did. And then they, uh, they, then the, the Cavs went on to play the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And then the Cavs beat the Celtics. And then they went on to the finals. But yeah, that's right. the last time I seen John Wall play. Wow. Wow. So he's been. That's going to be an interesting oh, dynamic with those two. Now, now that it's Beal's team. Right, and John Wall steps back in onto the court thinking it should be his team, but Beals at this point at least proven to be the better player until Wall can can state otherwise. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. If that team gets broken apart and started, you know, traded away at its pieces. And there are rumors yeah. about him requesting a trade, but uh, really? I don't think the Wizards no. are getting, you know, done. No. And the GM has trade. said that, that these rumors are, are not true. And, and he said that he's not going to trade John Wall. Uh, but he also said that Bradley Beal is the only untouchable on the team and that uh, this team is centered around him. Yeah. And uh, Beal, man, he's very underrated. 30 points per game this season. I, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody always overlooks that. Mm-hmm. And an all-star snub. So he's got a chip on his shoulder. So I think he's going to play extra hard because he's like stuck in D.C. Right. As you would have it. Plus, he's got to prove to Wall that he's the number one, not the number two. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's interesting to see if Wall can come back because he was so explosive. He had a little bit of Derrick Rose in him before. Yeah. He was so quick in the open court, especially at his size. He was a bully. One of the fastest ever to play, right? Yeah. He was so quick. And he was also very crafty. I used to love his behind the back in fast break. He used to do those behind yeah, the back yeah, I remember that. I remember. so often. Uh-huh. And it was just so smooth. Yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. All right. Yeah. And I guess that will be the end of today's episode. Yeah, short episode today. Short episode today, but we just wanted to catch you guys up on free agency. So, uh, again, thanks, David, for joining. So, it's been David. And Simon. Absolutely. And our Phoenix Suns correspondent. So, this is us signing out. And tune in to our next episode. We'll announce it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, keep up with that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, everyone take care. And have a good rest of the weekend.